And we're going to have a conversation now about a story that was just absolutely senseless violence and unbelievable tragedy. A mass shooting in a condo building in Vaughan, Ontario this week left five people dead. And we're talking now to a resident of that building and getting his unique perspective as he is someone who researches mass shootings. He's the Associate Professor of Disaster and Emergency Management at York University, Canada. Jack L. Rozdilski is joining the show. Jack, good evening. Thank you so much for making the time. Uh, thank you, uh, Chelsea. I appreciate the invitation to be on the program tonight. I'm I'm so curious to to hear your perspective uh, because it is extremely unique. Not in just the fact that you are someone who researches and studies mass shootings, but the fact that you are a resident of this condo building that uh, the country was focusing on this week. I just I just want to thank you so much for coming on to talk about this, Jack, because. This is obviously extremely raw. It's extremely fresh. And as analytical as I think that you can be, given your line of work, I I fully recognize that this is still a trauma. And I just really appreciate you being here to speak to to me and speak to our listeners about it. So as much as you feel... I I, I, I appreciate the sentiment. Uh, No, because you're right. This uh, this has just happened uh, within the last uh, 72 hours. Right. Uh, So... Myself and others in the building, we are all still actively, I guess, processing what happened to us. Sure. And I mean, even the fact, just simply the fact of the nature of your work doesn't necessarily mean that it's any easier for you to deal with. In fact, I would think that that would would make it challenging in, in very different ways. So, Jack, as much as you can, can you set the scene for us a, a little bit? As much as you're comfortable, were you were you at home when this happened? What did you hear? How did you personally experience this? Uh, yes, I I could I, I could just walk through portions of my personal experience, and I would just like to say that's just my view of my personal experience. Sure. There's hundreds of people in this building who had different experiences, all very traumatic uh, in, in their own way. My experience is just maybe a snapshot of what it was like for me, indicative of the types of, I guess, aftermath we're facing here in the building. But sure. uh, Sunday evening, about 7.30, um, I was uh, grading papers because it's the end of the teaching term, and that's what we do this time of year. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard a fire alarm go off. Uh, when the fire alarm goes off, what I do is I leave the building because there's a reason for the fire alarm going off. There may be a, a danger of a fire. Uh, so I, uh, I'm on an upper floor. I walk down multiple flights of stairs. I exit through the lobby. Uh, it was a kind of a cold night, and I um, didn't want to stand outside too long. So I made the choice to go to the garage, get in my car, drive off-site, and run a few errands. I come back to um, where, where the building is and witness a state of controlled chaos. There are uh, tactical uh, police officers running around with uh, long guns and high-powered weapons, numerous uh, fire trucks, numerous ambulances. Media has already converged on the uh, site. There's confused residents like me standing on the other side of yellow police tape. 
all those things have indicated to me that, okay, this has gone way beyond a fire alarm type of uh, situation. So to make a long story short, uh, standing around outside uh, for a good uh, while, it's getting kind of cold. We get back and I get back into the building well after midnight under police uh, escort at that time. So I could get back to where my, uh, where my apartment is in, in the condominium. And going back into the building under police escort, we're going through the uh, lobby, and the lobby is part of the crime scene. And uh, I, I think I, I'll just say here that you see some things that you cannot unsee when you walk oh. through these types of crime scenes uh, after mass shootings. Uh, so, I mean, I, 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 mm-hmm, please. I mean, I think I think we can we can sort of put together the the picture that you're trying to explain in terms of walking through a very fresh crime scene, given what happened. Um, what was that feeling like when you're gathered with your with your neighbors and you're you're outside of the building waiting to get back in? Did you have any sense of what was going on? I'm sure that everyone was trying to share little bits of information as they could. Did anyone really uh, have the answers at that point? Was it fear? Was it camaraderie kind of coming together to support one another in that moment? What was the feeling? I think at first it's just uh, shock and confusion. Yeah, It's an active situation. There's a lot of information going around. There's a lot of misinformation going around. Things are happening quickly. We want an explanation. I want an explanation as a resident of the building. But professionally, I also understand the police that are there, the paramedics on site, the others. They have more important jobs to be doing than providing me with information on what's happening. They're trying to secure the building. They're trying to collect evidence. They're dealing with many other problems. And from my professional understanding, I kind of was uh, piecing together, okay, uh, this is something quite serious that will change the lives of myself and my neighbors who live in the building. This is not a typical type of incident that one would ever expect to experience in a uh, residential condominium in a uh, suburb of Toronto. And that's unfortunately exactly what you did experience, Jack. Rozdilski is uh, a resident of the Vaughn condo building where this mass shooting earlier this week occurred. Jack, I know that this is hard. Um, and I, I get the sense that you didn't, but can you clarify, did you know any of the victims? Uh, I per- Personally, I, I, I did not. Um, my understanding is that many of the victims were associated with the uh, governing board of the condominium. Uh, but I do know neighbors who uh, were very good friends and family of uh some of the uh, victims, and it's uh, overall, it's a very, it's a very sad situation that should never, that, that should never have happened, in uh, a place we call our home uh, here in this building. It's it's unbelievably senseless as any as any mass shooting is. Did you know the shooter? What was your connection to him? No, no connection. My understanding that was a um, gentleman who uh, lived in the building who had a long-running, I guess, dispute uh, with with the condominium uh, board. And this 
fellow, I apparently had, well, not apparently, did have antisocial tendencies, which he acted upon using a um, semi-automatic handgun. What is it like now living in that building? You mentioned this is this is 72 hours old and this is still very fresh. How, how does it feel to just go about daily life when things around you feel so different? Uh, today was the first day I'm starting to see some quiet in the building. Quiet mm-hmm. meaning the police presence is lessening. There are still trucks we see around for like uh, restoration, cleanup, crime scene cleanup, etc., uh, there's a memorial which is going outside tonight with flowers and candles to mourn the losses. And I, I'd also like to point out something important that happened last night was the uh, city of Vaughan put on a candlelight commemoration service at City Hall to memorialize the uh, victims. And I think having uh, that commemoration and memorialization service, what representatives from the city and the region and the province, various uh, faith-based leaders expressing um, important sentiments to the community, a few words from our first responders. The action of having that memorialization and commemoration service last night, I think has really helped out in pointing things in the right direction to move towards healing, Uh, but there's still uh, some work to be done. So I would imagine it must be extremely difficult for you to reconcile having lived through an event like this, given the nature of your work. How surreal is it to try to parse out those emotions from your work? Uh, I think one of the reasons this is difficult to sort that out, um, I can understand what's happening here from a technical or scholarly perspective, but I'm also experiencing experiencing it uh, directly as a person who came close to getting shot on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And I'm not special here. There's many other neighbors in this building who survived and have been traumatized in various ways. So for me, I'm kind of stuck in between being a participant in the mass shooting uh, incident, but also being an observer. And being stuck between being a participant and and observer uh, is a strange place to be in. I would imagine, too, that there are ethical concerns now when it comes to potentially researching this event. So will you will you dive into researching this one or will you take a step back? How do you feel about looking into it further? I, uh, I, I think there's a lot of things that we can learn from this. And I think research in some ways can perhaps improve and help the situation. Uh, but if if I was to engage in those activities, there would have to be an utmost degree of sensitivity applied mm-hmm. given the given given the situation. And to uh directly answer your question, uh I, I, I don't know yet. If I could help it's... out in any way we, we could learn from this situation. So perhaps the next People who unfortunately face something like this in Canada could perhaps do better than us. I think that may be important. Yeah, I think not necessarily knowing what you will do with this in terms of research is is more than fair. As we mentioned, this is this is very fresh and happened 
just this week and you are you're still processing it and you're still dealing with it. When it comes, Jack, to your research on mass shootings, I'm sure that everyone really tries to look for an answer as to why. That That's always the, the, the main question, the biggest one that we seem to have. We want to find out why someone would do this. And you touched on it a little bit in this specific instance. There was a, there was acknowledgement of dispute from this individual uh, with the condo board. That's uh, who was targeted here. But in general, can you can you provide some sort of an explanation as to what what we can find in terms of a motivation for some events, this one and others that you've looked into? Well, I, I think okay. In general, looking at these types of situations, there's two factors at play. Factor one is a person committed a crime. So how can we prevent people from committing these types of crimes? And how also can potentially we help people who may have tendencies to commit crimes and steer them in a direction not to take antisocial actions? And I'm directly referring to mental health care. Uh, which is an issue in many Canadian cities. But then second, we also have the gun, which is the weapon which facilitated this type of uh, violence. And um, my point here is not to go on a soapbox about uh, gun issues, but right now I'm feeling both uh, sad and uh, angry that my sense of safety in my home has been taken away due to handgun violence. And I hope um, policymakers who are smarter than me in these issues uh, can find better solutions than what we're currently doing in order to address the plague of uh, gun violence, which affects many Canadian cities. Is that is that the message that that you really want to convey? Is there, is there anything else that you really want Canadians to learn from you sharing your story and sharing your experience? Uh, the, the main message I'd like to convey is um, when these disasters happen, everyone pays attention right now during mm-hmm. when the disaster happens, but there is an aftermath here and this aftermath goes on for a long time. And that's when the intention fades. And Persons in this building, including myself, have uh, been through a lot, and there are individual and and invisible psychological wounds that will take time to heal. And uh, my hope is that options are made available to us in the building, whether it come from the building itself, whether it come from the city of Vaughan, the province, uh, or the York region, to open up options for people in the building to be able to seek out the type of help they need in the long term to both, um, I guess, repair the tears in the social fabric to the community inside the building, but also to facilitate people to get the type of help they need to uh, work through the trauma that we have faced in this building uh, during the last few days. Uh, that would be the main message I would like to uh, state. Well, Jack, I can't thank you enough for sharing it and for sharing your story. As we mentioned, this is something that is so recent. Uh, so I, I just want to recognize that, and I really appreciate you coming on to chat with us about it tonight. Thank you.